Hello, St. Matthews United Methodist Church, and those the rest of you joining us online. I stumble on that like every yeah, week. I yeah, feel like, hey, week. but it's part of my charm. Uh, I'm Pastor Kelly, and I'm Pastor Dave, and we're really excited to be in front of you again for our weekly podcast. Uh, this past Sunday was Mother's Day, uh, and it was really fun. It we, was. We had we it had was. really cool stuff happen this weekend. Um, but I'm excited to, to get into this topic. Um, the overarching theme we're going into this week is advocacy. Uh, it's speaking up and advocating for women. Um, and I loved Dave, how you brought in, uh, use the day that is about moms and about women to go. And also <laughs> <laughs> men, <laughs> you were not, you were not targeting, but it was, I thought it was wonderful. Um, and the, the, the part of scripture you picked you said something to me before. I think it was before you preached where you're like, I'm so surprised nobody ever uses this. And I was like, uses what? And then it was read and I was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that was a really yeah. interesting um, place to do that. So it was Exodus 18, 1 uh, through 20? Chapter 1. Chapter 1. Verses 8. 8 through, I don't know. 8 through 22. 22? Okay. 22, yeah. It, there was a 20 in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, and yay! The spirit is with us. Yes. Um, but yeah, so why don't you uh, kind of just debrief a little bit and, and give us what verses you used in context <laughs> that's there. Okay. I'm going to drink now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, it was. it's the very first chapter of Exodus, and the story is continuing from Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Genesis, uh, Jacob... Um, who wrestles the with the angel and has a name change and becomes Israel, uh, which means one who wrestles with God. Um, he has 12 sons, uh, and the 12 sons, you know, spoiler alert, become the 12 tribes of Israel. <laughs> and so if, you, if you've ever heard that 12 tribes of Israel and think it's about the country uh, or the nation of Israel, it's, it's kind of got a double, you know, meaning kind of thing there. Right. It's also the 12 sons of the guy named Israel. Uh, but that's an aside. But so the last part of Genesis is all about that. One of those sons, his name was Joseph. And he, uh, it's it's a pretty intense, uh, involved story, so I won't get into all of that. But he gets, he is in a place where uh, he is able to become like the the uh, right-hand man of the, of the Pharaoh, the assistant to the Pharaoh um, in Egypt at a time just before the drought there was going to be a time of drought. There was a prophecy. He's a dream. He was able to uh, know that the drought was coming. And so he, he set Egypt up so that they put away stores uh, for the drought. And then when the drought happened, it hit the whole, the whole area. Uh, And then because Egypt was prepared, they were able to then bless and take care of all of those surrounding countries, which benefited Egypt economically. And it became basically became a, a super nation, you know, the powerhouse of the area. Uh, and all of this was because of Joseph. So the Egyptians, they celebrated Joseph. They welcomed him into the right. country, you know, into the nation, all of those kind of things. You know, yay, celebrated his family. They were they were heroes and, and uh, you know, all of that. But then they're there, and the scriptures aren't really clear about this, but it's probably several hundred years, mm-hmm. uh, and the family has grown uh, and to the point where Egypt is now becoming afraid that because you know these foreigners, they're 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 taking over. Um, I've heard this playbook yes, before. Yes. So these foreigners are taking over, and the and the scripture talks about how they say, well, if somebody invades Egypt, you know these foreigners, they're gonna 
be on the side of the invaders instead of us. And so they're going to, you know, we got to do something. Um, and in the message, I say, well, you know, in that, in that case, there's probably two options you have. You, you've been friendly. This family has blessed Egypt and you've celebrated them and all that. You might just make sure that they're your ally, you know, be nice to them, continue to, to, you know, that's one tact, but Egypt, they took the other into where they enslaved the, uh, enslaved them. Uh, set, you know, the passage talks about the harsh taskmasters that set over mm-hmm. them. So there's oppression and there's all of this trying to grind them under the, you know, their heel, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the scripture goes on and evidently this doesn't work. The population keeps growing and and the fear level among the Egyptians, you know, about these foreigners keeps rising. And so they, uh, the Pharaoh becomes kind of desperate and orders uh, genocide. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take care of this population problem, take care of these foreigners, he ordered that the first, or not the first, but all male children uh, born to the Hebrew people be killed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the harsh uh, setting. Uh, and by the way, that's something that fear does to us mm-hmm. if, if if we let that fester. Which we'll get back to later. We'll get back to that. Um so the story then introduces two women, Shifra and Pua, <laughs> uh, who are midwives who help the Hebrew women, you know, have their babies. Um, and so the Pharaoh has told them to kill, it kind of falls on them to kill the babies, the male babies as they are born. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of, they stand up against Pharaoh. They they don't do it. Uh, the Pharaoh realizes that, um, uh, uh, you know, his order is not being, being I've been duped, <laughs> is not being followed. And so he calls them in. He calls these two women in and to the court and like says, why have you not been following my my direct orders of you? And the uh, Shifra and Pua, they say, well, these these Hebrew women, they're so much stronger than, you know, those Egyptian women. Uh, that you're used to, that they have their babies uh, and are gone before we can. What get was there. the word in the scriptures? Because it made me chuckle. Vigor, vigorous. Hebrew women are more vigorous than the <laughs> Egyptian women. Uh, so basically, they insult the Egyptian women to the Pharaoh <laughs> uh, in defense of the reason, you know, explaining why they have not been carrying out the Pharaoh's orders. Mm. Uh, so the story is really about these uh, two women, Shifra and Pua. Uh, standing up for what is right and and contextually to great personal risk terrible things can happen to them pharaoh is no slouch the power dynamic here is very clear mm-hmm. uh they are in in great personal danger to defy pharaoh and i don't know enough about the time period right like is pharaoh is this one of the the pharaoh rulers that's also god yes and the whole culture right is yeah. is designed around all these things and so they, they, you know, in the scriptures say, right, they feared God, and not fear is in like, oh, terrified. Fear is in respect, respect. and mm-hmm. and, um, but they're they're millennial speak. They're they're straight ballers, yo. Like they are, they are these powerhouse women who stand by convictions to do the right thing to protect not just the babies being born, but the moms, the whole culture. I mean, they are. They are awesome. And then to go back, I love that. And I'm glad you, you brought that up. I love that they go back into court when they're summoned and and they're like, 
nah, the Hebrew women are better than <laughs> the Pharaoh. And, and I just like, oh, that's oh, to be in that room when that happens. It's like, <gasps> um, so I love, I love that you brought that up. Okay. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's basically what the scripture says in, in the last verses. It talks about how God, um, I don't remember exactly what it says, but, but God recognized Shifra and Pua and blessed them. Yes. Uh, for their work and mm-hmm. bless them with, you know, the way blessings and uh, happened in, in Exodus and Old Testament, uh, blessings come in the form of families. So they were, they mm-hmm. were said to have um, families of their own and then to be blessed, have mm-hmm. that blessing from God. Yeah, it's, um, and so we're going to today, um, you know, men, st- stay tuned because we're going to get to y'all. Uh, but this is also today about honoring the women and talking about the plight of women in our current mm-hmm. context, mm-hmm. Um, and just how I loved you were talking about uh, how like why don't people use this story more? And I'm like, what story, Dave? And then I'm like, wow, these ladies are awesome. Like, why don't we talk about this? Um, and we'll get into that a little bit too. But I just for for setting the expectations of the conversation. And so yes, it is. Um, they're incredibly awesome. This is this is a place in time that's pretty dark, um, and I'm glad you also pointed out like the killing of firstborn men. This is kind of not just firstborn. Oh yeah, all men. All, yeah, all in boys. This case, in this um, case. And, and it's without like overanalyzing this, right? Like this is a pretty common practice in the ancient world of like if a ruler feels threatened and wants to like fix stuff, they call the population, and they typically kill the men. It's just what they do, uh, which is also the point you're making of like, why not just be friends? You know, you you put one in power, and and it went well. Nah, we should enslave them and submit them to harsh yeah, labor, and then yeah. kill their children and yeah. anybody who's male. Like, see how that works. Uh, and and spoiler alert, it it doesn't go well. Uh, it it actually goes really badly later. Um, and there's some serious consequences. Well, well, one of the things that the story then leads into as we get into Exodus is one of the babies that is saved is Moses, mm-hmm. who then leads the, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't read <laughs> Exodus, leads the, uh, the, the Hebrew pe- movie, uh, <laughs> leads the Hebrew people out of, uh, uh, out of Egypt and into the, <laughs> the promised land. And forgive me, but today's not about Moses. Today's about the mamas. No. And so, uh, you brought up mama bears Oh yeah, we talked about. Well, whenever I hear this story, I think about you know the the you know mama bears and how protective they get uh, around their cubs, um, and so that you know I just made that connection in my mind that that this is really a the a, 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 an example um, of how powerful mama bears can be, mm-hmm. and how uh, how that deserves respect. Um, I think I believe within our culture today, and I think that's really what God in this story is trying to uh, instill in us: is this idea that women deserve respect. I mean, these women are doing the work of God in protecting the babies, protecting the cubs, um, you know, to allow them to grow up and become the the creatures that God made them to be. Yeah, and I and I and and it's not. It should not be lost on us as we read this story, right? And this part of the scriptures where it's women who lead the charge. Mm-hmm. The men are not. 
Now, Matt, we could debate on, is that because God called the women specifically and God hadn't called the men yet? Or, or You can go through all that, but it is important, and it is the women who are, are the ones who initiate this and start this and are called to do this, and they change the history. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Scripture has tons of stories about women uh, making a difference and being leaders and and doing the right thing and being mm-hmm. you know godly in these uh, you know in the most adverse kind of situations mm-hmm. um, but there's there's this history within Christianity of saying that women are lesser um, the women are not equal to but reading scripture, I mean, you got to skip over a whole bunch of stuff to to claim that scripture says. Well, that, you have to, or the scripture supports that. Frankly, and and you know, if you haven't figured it out yet, if you're still with us, uh, Dave and I are not. We're not flirting with the line today. Like we're 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 going right we're going right into it. And <laughs> and culturally, our current culture, historically, our nation, uh, and historically in biblical times and other times, women are not treated fairly. They are not listened to. They are not respected um, in the ways that we're advocating, that God is advocating that they should be. Um, And this is a great example of a story where, you know, somebody listened and it went well, and and they stepped in and said, and and it and it went well. Um, And so we are we are. I mean, I'm not trying to speak for you. I, you know, nod your head if you concur. But my hair's in my face. but this is this is a hard line issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is a spot where, um, for me, this is this is important godly work that God has called us all to. Where, uh, you know, we're specifically highlighting women this week. It's Mother's Day, um, where women are not treated fairly. They are not treated the way that God has intended or created them to be. And as people of God. It is on us to defend them and to speak up for them and to support them and to encourage them. And to also, there's another a key important of this part of the story too, is I think also get out of their way. Like women, women have calling, women have ministry they've been called to, women are capable. And it doesn't mean that like we have to do it all. A, a lot of times I, I have some very strong women in my life that the best thing I can do is just let them let them do what God has mm-hmm. called them to do, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little heated, but <laughs> um, in all that, I think this this part of Exodus is an incredibly uh, potent way of like uh, explaining that yeah, women are called to the men, to do things mm-hmm. for God and and mm-hmm. to be and they're equal. Mm-hmm. They're not lesser. No. Um, this is really important. Mm-hmm. Well, and we see examples, you know, of how that gets played out. You know, women in the workplace get paid, what is it, 80% of what men get, you know, mm-hmm. on, on average for the same jobs. So it's it's played out there. It's played out through all of the, the, the gender kind of expectations and roles and, and all of that stuff that's out there that is just uh, um, is used to, to claim either subtly or, or not so subtly that women are less than men. Yeah, and I, and I want to highlight it. Um, so vocabulary and words are very important for me because I, I, I have to label things and I have to like have words that explain things. And so, um, I consider these things justice issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is a God of justice in my opinion. So in this, right, if women are not treated fairly 
or supported or encouraged or valued, it's a justice issue, which makes it a kingdom issue. And so what Dave is quoting, you know, sometimes we talk about it like it's the quiet things that we won't say out loud, and there's overwhelming data in our culture, in our nation, where women are not treated equitably or fairly. They are not respected. Um, they don't have access to the same opportunities. And when they do get quote unquote similar jobs across the board, they're not paid the same. Um, there was something I read recently about how women CEOs get put into places and then it, because they inherit messes and the tenure of women CEOs is like dwarf that compared to males mm -hmm. because they get, they inherit these monstrosities of situations and then it doesn't go well. And then all of the awful evil stuff is like, well, if it was a male, it would have worked out fine. And the reason it didn't go well is because it was a woman. And we're all like, no, 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 we know what happened here. This wasn't because they're female. It's because you put them in a situation where they were not going to succeed. And it fulfills a narrative. And, and probably they didn't get the support a male would have gotten in that same, in that same situation. 100%. Uh, and we're talking in generalities, so sure. so you know if you know exceptions to this, of course they're out there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this isn't uh, mm -hmm. nothing exists in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes there mm -hmm. there. Well, the data tells us it's not a it's not an anomaly. Now, um, on that note, before we get to the TED talk mm -hmm. you mentioned, mm -hmm. which I watched, which was <laughs> made me really mad. Uh, it was really good. Like it was just, but sometimes there's information that maybe you're not really considering in your daily life. And then you get slapped with it and you're like, mm, you know, uh, and so there's something else I think that's really important here. Um, and we talked about, uh, when women speak up, mm -hmm. when women, um, articulate how they feel, or they feel passionately about something, or they communicate that passion, there's some really harmful and damaging things that can happen. This is kind of like in the TED Talk you were mentioning, yeah, right? Yeah, Well, so you've mentioned the TED Talk. It's uh, the speaker's Adam Galinsky. I'll have it linked in the... And it'll be it'll be accessible to you. And the name of the TED Talk is How to Speak Up for Yourself, I believe, mm -hmm. something close to that. Uh, and he talks about uh, um, women not you know, being able to speak up for themselves in the workplace, advocate for themselves, that, that how that plays itself out in like uh, 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 salary negotiations and those mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, and he talks about how women in general kind of have a, 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 these double standards and whatnot that are in place make it harder for women to speak for themselves and to speak up for themselves and to advocate for themselves. Because if you're a, a strong woman, uh, you know, there's all kind of names that get used um, to describe that that woman mm -hmm. that don't get used in the same way um, if a man was being strong and standing up for himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Adam brings up this idea. It's 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 in it's an idea in psychology or study in psychology that's called the mama bear effect. You know, kind of that's how this whole bear thing got got um, connected here. Uh, but the mama bear effect says that while women may have trouble advocating for themselves, they typically have no problem advocating for others. So like the, like the mother bear protecting her cubs and becoming hyper-aggressive and hyper-alert uh, and hyper-vigilant, um, you know, and protecting her bears. So, and that's kind of lived out in women uh, across the board in, in caring for their own children and advocating for others. 
in the way that Shifra and Pua did mm-hmm. in the story of uh, in Exodus. Right. Um, and so uh, Adam talks about the um, uh, using this mama bear effect for people who realize, well, I can advocate for others. I have the power within me. Uh, and so I can advocate for myself as well. And so, mm-hmm. so the talk kind of follows that, that track. Uh, and I, I highly recommend, um, you know, that Ted talk. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it really kind of pulls all of that together, but that the mama bear effect, the protecting and advocating for others is not just kind of a psychological, uh, idea that's fun to play with. It's, it's part of the gospel. Uh, and part of the the thing that we are taught to do in and around justice issues, yeah, when we find them, is to advocate for others. Those, if we have power, uh, it's kind of our job to use that power to lift others up. Yeah. So we've we've um, so more vocabulary uh, ready. Um, <laughs> so I call these the way I it helps me understand these things is power dynamics, right? And so one of the things that we're talking about and kind of, you know, you're talking about a person who's advocating for salary, for equitable compensation, for equitable respect, to be to be treated well and should be treated fairly, or for there to be consistency in HR policies in a work environment, um, or to be able to walk around and be safe, or, or mm-hmm. like things that we don't deal with, right, um, as men. Um, and there's power dynamics at play. There are there's a culture and there's cultures inherited and and where um, you know I've always found it fascinating too like when you when you talk about power dynamics in this context right it's like you know where's the women in the room that are helping come up with these quote unquote power dynamics and things and you know because who knows women better than women uh, <laughs> uh you know and and so there's these things at play and so you know men let me speak to you for a sec is. I'm not saying, and I'm not advocating for the idea that you haven't struggled, you haven't suffered, or you haven't been treated unfairly, or you don't deal with any of the things that we're currently talking about. This isn't just a gender-specific thing. What we are saying is, in a more consistent matter, in a manner, in a more consistently supported by overwhelming amounts of data, that this is very commonplace for women and with us men, it's it's much more outliers or not as consistent. And so when we're talking about power dynamics and advocating and, st- and, and supporting women and advocating for them because this is a justice issue, which makes it a God issue, is that there are times where stepping in or standing up or, or supporting in this way is necessary and needed because you might be able to have a voice or an advocacy that and I hate saying this because it makes me so angry, because somebody might listen to you because you're a man, and if it came from a woman, they would not listen to it because they're female. Well, that's that's power that we have, and it's power that we're called to use. And sometimes using that power will put us on the, you know, kind of on the wrong side. Yeah, let's... And we'll have adverse effects for those who are speaking these words of truth. <laughs> so in the effort to not make it about myself, but share a, a, a personal anecdote, right? is, um, you know, I got permission. Um, my wife is an incredible woman. She is incredibly powerful. She is goal-driven. She is an intelligent mama bear, just incredibly capable, right? And I'm a pastor. And there are times where 
Uh, never experienced it here, by the way. It's been incredible here. People value my life here. It's great. So you should come. Like, come be a part of <laughs> St. Matthew's UMC. It's been it's been wonderful. Um, but there are times where I was asked, people would ask me, it's like, you know, does your wife submit to you at home? And I'm like, what does that mean? You talking about mutual submission? You, you mean like as a team? Are you talking about like, because I'm a man, she should do what I think she should do and she should do what I say or I should be the final authority on stuff. Y'all, that's gross. Straight up. Um, I share that only because it's the most personal example I have of... That's um, pretty personal. Amanda <laughs> Amanda is has her own ministry that she's called mm -hmm. to. She's mm -hmm. doing incredible work. And women out there who are hearing this, and men too, um, we're all in this together, but... but the best thing I can do for my wife is to support who God made her to be. And that means like doing it things together. It's, mm -hmm. there's no, there's no, um, in Christian circles, sometimes you get these things where you're asked like, you know, so the, the, the hierarchy of the relationship, what does it look like? And I would get in trouble cause I'm like, we're not, it's not a patriarchy. We're not in that. We're, we're in this together. And so if this is the first time you've heard that, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling you, ah, um, because just because we're going there today, right? Like there is lots of teaching out there. There's lots of theology. There are a lot of schools of thought that are like, no, 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 you're the man. So you're in charge. Uh, mm -mm, not for me. Well, if, you, if you're using the Bible to to justify that somehow, you're missing, you're having to ignore a whole lot of text. I mean, I know the text you're using to try to justify. Yep, that. me too. <laughs> um, and they're you, they're being taken out of context, but you're you're ignoring volumes uh, that's in Scripture that says no women are children of God, no less, no more than men. Yeah, they're they're equally called. Mm -hmm. They're equally as important. They're equally mm -hmm. as special. And um, my wife does not exist for me. Your wife does not exist for you. Women do not exist for us. Women are who they are because that's how God made them to be, and that has inherent worth and value, and they are they are wonderful, right? Um, I joke sometimes like, man, like maybe maybe I'm detracting from, from what she's trying to do. But but I, I again, like without being overly personal, I mean, that's super personal, but like I care very much about my wife being heard and valued as her own person because she brings her own thing. And, and I have a daughter, right? And I'm looking around and I'm going, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, like it's because you just, because you're like, the it's the quiet stuff we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, or we should, and we should advocate. And, and, and it is, it is something that God has called us to be and to do. Um, and so I'm so thankful for these women in Exodus and the mm -hmm. example they set. I'm so thankful for the analogy you used and the TED talk you cited, even though it made me mad. Um, and and because because like you said, it it we got to stand up and we got to mm -hmm. we got to talk mm -hmm. and we got to support and we got to do what we can with what we have mm -hmm. um, because it is a God issue, right? And and we're talking about women in this case, but this exists for all sorts of groups, mm -hmm. hundred um, percent um, that are that are out there, and so. You know, the fact that we're talking about women today doesn't discount any of those other groups who right. are being uh, uh, oppressed uh, in mm -hmm. some way. 
Um, it's, but it's part of our, our call, um, to, to use whatever power we've been given, whatever power we've acquired to help to justify those wrongs. Yeah. And I, and I like, I've come on a little strong today. Uh, I'm like playing with my cup, but, um, especially like in light of these types of conversations and the things we're talking about, like, please reach out. Yeah. To me, reach out to Dave, get connected with our church. All that information is going to be in the link below. Um, and if you're watching online, it'll be in the description of the podcast because I'm going to put all that stuff in there this week. But in that, right, like, so if these are things you've never considered before or the things that you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. Like, this stuff is hard. Mm-hmm. These are these are hard concepts. These are hard things to deal with. And so, um, you know, people, you got to start somewhere. And, you, and, and so I'll, we want to walk through that with you. This isn't just a deal with it <laughs> like and oh no like i need to do better or like that's sure but but walking that out with people and learning and growing like i mean full transparency i am not the same person i i am now and the things i care about now with the passion and the vigor that i care about them now as i was 15 20 years ago mm-hmm. this is because i had people who supported me a lot of them women and who encouraged me and came alongside me and were like, no, 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 this is what it's like for us. Mm-hmm. And I learned. And so um, it's not, uh, and I still need to do way better, but you know, it takes a community to learn and to grow and, and, mm-hmm. and to go through these things. Um, and last, lastly, because I want to hear what you have, is don't just randomly go up to women in your life if you're a guy right now and be like, I listen to this podcast and this like dude yelled at me and said that I'm like all the problem and like you need to teach me how to fix all that's not what I'm saying either. A lot of the context and relationship and learning these things and growing in community. Yeah, sure. Use Google. Start with the TED talk. Kind of like pray through those things and think through I, I would I would put a caveat with use Google. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair. Fair. But but in that like and um, I'm talking about like yeah. the the things I learned were in communities with people I had established relationships with. I didn't just go up to women and go I'm so sorry that I haven't done this to random people. That's not how this works. Don't do that. <laughs> um, no, the, the steps to take are to become educated. Yeah. You know, if this sounds foreign to you, know that it's because the systems that are in place, the things that we've been taught have encouraged this. And yes, there's even voices in the church that, that support it using scripture. If you'd like to hear some of the scriptures I'm referring to, email me. You know, we'll or talk to me. Uh, I'll be happy to talk about other places in Scripture uh, where where women are the heroes, or where women stand up, or where women, you know, are are treated um, as as equal creatures of God as, as men. You know, so there's lots of lots of places there. If you want to have that kind of uh, religious theological discussion, I'm happy to have those. But it's being educated uh, and understanding that the things that maybe we've been taught. Um, lead us to minimize, you know, women's roles to become misogynistic in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, those are taught behaviors. Mm-hmm. Those are learned, and it's because there's those things are built into the systems that surround us. Uh, and mm-hmm. to become educated is the best way to defeat those. To to recognize, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I have learned in the wrong ways, or learned this harmful kind of kind of thing. But the flip side of that is those behaviors can be unlearned. Yeah. And those systems that have that built in can be dismantled and can be taken down and can, you know, see the 
that can be shown in the in the light of God mm-hmm. uh, and shown to be be uh, misleading, if not evil, yeah. in, in their application. Yeah, and I and I again, I want to lift up. I'm I'm a I'm a white dude, okay? Like I'm a dude. Like I I there's my hope is also there's women in your life that you have good relationships with that if you ask some of these questions in the relational context as well, like I will support you as much as I can. Dave will support you as much as you can. But also like women who have lived the life and have been through these things are always going to be an infinitely better resource to like learn how to change and learn how to grow and be confronted by this information. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my hope is like, if you're a guy, listen to this, that you don't just surround yourself with a bunch of other guys and go like, okay, what are we doing? I go, yeah, go talk to some women. Right. Like, um, and then, and then conversely too, like the good news, right. That God promises us is that the work of sanctification is, is possible for those who repent and believe. Right. And so this, this idea that like it's learned behavior, it's inherited behavior, it's inherited narratives or context mm-hmm. or culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I don't approach this topic and the things we're saying with like without any kind of I with some fear and trepidation here because I've been very anxious today. I'm just being fully transparent because these things are hard when you're confronted by them. Going, oh no, like there there's a there's a reality that you come to realize. It's like. Wow, so maybe the world I've lived in is not real life for everyone. And then, you know, maybe you feel guilty, maybe you feel like there's there's all these things that are really complicated that come with that. What I'm encouraging you in, what Dave's kind of encouraging and is also encouraging you in, is that like do productive things with that information. And as you learn and as you edu- become more educated and aware, and God walks through that with you, and you do this out in community, is that yes. Being justice focused and like trying to love people better, more like God has intended us to do and to be and to stand up and advocate and to do these things. These are all things that God is asking us and calling us to be and to do. And so the work is not wasted. God hasn't rejected you or abandoned you because you messed up or you have a different perspective. Um, But if you are convicted, you are starting to work through these things. Lean into that. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, and then for the ladies who are watching, we see you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for putting up f- with people like me <laughs> who just who just took so long to finally start to get some stuff mm-hmm. that that um and and you know it's uh you were just as cold. You were just as valuable. You were just as important. And we're sorry. I'm sorry that we live in a world that seems to just try to do the opposite. Um, but let's all work together. Amen. To make it Amen. better. Maybe if we repeat the story of Shifra and Pua more often, the, the the word can can seep into other places. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if people like me knew who they were. Uh, you know. Um, but yeah, Dave, I, as always, I, I really appreciate you and, and watchers and listeners. Um, this is, a we appreciate y'all too. And hopefully like there's some really cool fruit and life that comes out of this today. Be, I, I pray for that. Yeah. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs> See ya.